The following content has been provided by New St. Andrews College in Moscow, Idaho. For more information, visit us online at nsa.edu. Well, it's what have you time. It's basically the dead of the night. <laughs> it's still not even nine, but it feels like feels the dead like of midnight. the night. We've gathered together in the darkness to podcast. Yeah, we got ourselves some caffeine to yep. get us through the hard times ahead. This day of mine, I had a lot on my schedule today. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. because I did not get caught up on the things that were on my schedule at night, I thought, I'll get up early, right? I'll get up at 5.30 and I'll <laughs> nail... <laughs> You know how this is going already. I'm like, and I'll nail this day by yeah. getting up at 5.30. So I'm going to rise I, with the larks. I spring Conquer. out of bed at, not, at 5.30. No troubles. I've been struggling with my early morning wake-up times. But I wake up no problem at, at 5.30, but I have a cold, and it is making me feel like not it at 5.30 a.m. You know how colds are. They're better after you have coffee and take yeah. a shower. They like yeah. You have to warm them up for the day uh-huh. a little bit, uh-huh. but that... The first dawn with a cold is not it. So I was like, you know what I should do? Now, people who know more than I know, apparently, (laughs) might get this fatal step that I took. (laughs) I took Alka-Seltzer with zero knowledge that that could make you drowsy. (laughs) So then I'm sitting there trying to prep my webinar. Which is happening that morning, so I should have been prepping it for sure. And I keep falling asleep sitting up. Like, I feel so weird that I think I'm going to (laughs) go... I gotta go take a shower and see if that helps me rally. And so I take a quick shower, and I come out of the shower with in my bathrobe with my hair... Hair and a towel. And... For whatever reason, just my head felt so heavy. I felt like I needed to lay my head on the bed. Mm. So only the top half of myself was on the bed. I like laid (laughs) on the bed and then zonked out so so hard. My husband says that I was snoring half on the bed. (laughs) And then I woke up at seven. You were really happy you got that on-ramp to the day. I was like, what a blessing that I could get up early to knock myself out. It was just like the most bizarre. And the funny thing is the whole time I was thinking like, this cold is amazingly bad because I thought that it was like I thought that all the heaviness in my head was the cold, right, not right. the Alka Seltzer. So oh my word, I'll tell so you, funny. I'm not going back to Alka Seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> I just put it even with oh, that. I thought. Meanwhile, speaking of early mornings, I had to get up at three thirty uh, in order to drive Ben to the airport and drop him off, and then I am now. That was this morning. I have to get up at 3.30 again <laughs> and drive myself to the airport, and I'm going to meet him um, in Orlando. But anyway, so for a quick trip, and he just went ahead, and I'm going to meet him for the next bit. But he calls me to tell me about his time. This is, <laughs> this is the darkest. This is. But the uh, funniest. His I don't time know. in the skies today. <laughs> Flying the two friendly skies. <laughs> so, Come, don't so, fly those with me. So, so he, he's going Salt Lake to Orlando, right? So that's a long oh, stretch dear. of time. It's like four oh, and a half hours. And, too uh, long. Too long. He gets on there and he has a window seat. So gets Perfect. in and Perfect. he says, then a woman shows up who's kind of a hefty middle-aged woman. And he said, not like huge, but definitely, definitely there, solid. And she hopped in, and then a very large man, very large, arrived on the scene later. <laughs> They're like those stacking and, cones. Yeah, and so he's really 
now bunched into that window seat <laughs> and, and for four and a half hours. And, and he's like, yeah, there's a lot of body mass happening there in the, in the row. But that was not the problem. The problem was that <laughs> then the man. That's only setting that's the stage. Only, this that's is only context. Stage. He said the man begins to purchase the woman vodka shots. Oh, my word. And, what could go wrong? And he's like more and more and more and more vodka shots. And how do you find out plus that the they're like eight dollars or something right? for a little right? twizzle of it? Oh. So anyhow, he um. He said they're just, he's like, granted, there was a lot of body mass there. I mean, they could probably handle some more <laughs> vodka, but he's like, it didn't matter. This was too much vodka. <laughs> and he said, then they hit the phase where the lady is like laughing outrageously at everything he says. By the end of the flight, the last Brace hour, yourself. sit out. the last hour, they are making out. <laughs> It is a flight he will never forget. He's like wedged in by the window. He should travel with my street sign that says no necking in this room. (laughs) So that he can make it stop. Just just think to yourself, what a terrible scene. No, I'm saying not only are you going to arrive in Orlando slap drunk, but you've been misbehaving the whole time. sullied yourself along the way. I mean... Wow. Oh. <laughs> wow. Oh, it something. just, yeah. So he was blessed with that. Well, he opportunity. was. I mean, it was dark to be there, but the whole time I'm sure he was treasuring it in his He's heart. He's like, that- yeah, I put, I put in my earphones and I read my book. <laughs> wow. I'm sure the person across the, uh, the aisle, I mean, there had to have been a lot of people blown away by this. There had to have been this. a whole halo of surprise, I would yeah. think. Yeah. You would think that everyone would have a little feeling about that. Well, what are the stewardesses up to? I thought, shouldn't they put a limit on those things? Well, I thought they did. So combining these two stories, it reminds me of our friends years ago, some girls that flew to Spain together. I think, I don't remember the details except for that one of them took some kind of a sleeping aid pill to try to... It was some kind of yeah. a strategy to not yeah, mess to with not yourself. Have the jet lag. But then they couldn't wake her up when they got mm-hmm. there, and they ended up having to like drag her off the plane because she would not oh, wake her up. I mean, like that's that's rough. When that's super takes you rough. Out but you just hard. have to be happy you're traveling with friends at that point. Yeah, because what would they do with you if you weren't? I don't know. If you weren't Stretcher. their friend, like just Colonate. roll you off yeah. of the plane. <laughs> <laughs> no one was responsible. Just leave you there and keep going. One time, Luke and I were traveling with. Just with Shadrach, who is our number six child. And it's very funny that partly we were in the South, so everyone is differently friendly. Mm-hmm. And also very friendly about children. Yeah. There was a like, lot of enthusiasm about the one child. And uh, so the whole time people kept assuming he was our only child. Yeah. But it was number six. But... We had the best time with a guy in the airport who sidled up to Luke and was like, this is going to be a really special Father's Day for you. And we were dumb enough and tired enough that we just kept looking at him like, what? Like, why is this going to be a special Father's Day? Like, what do you know about it? (laughs) Like, we just were not... It took quite some time before we realized that he thought it was going to be our first. Mm. Also, (coughs) that same trip is the one... Where I got up in the middle of the night at the hotel, (laughs) checked on Shadrach, who was asleep in the playpen, and then strolled out into the other room that was the suite to check on the other kids. (laughs) And they were not there. (laughs) And I was like, it was like this horrible moment of like, like, where are they? I remember like looking at the love seat and turning around to like look at something and being like, where are they? They're not here. And I'm like, woke Luke up. I was like, Luke, the kids are gone. And he leaps out of bed. And I'm like ready to pull the fire alarm in the hotel. Like I think they've been abducted or something. I don't know what I thought. I was... And it, but it took us a few minutes before he was like, Rachel, they're in Idaho. <laughs> they're in Idaho with your parents. Well, it's like that like, with the first baby, oh. the panic. I remember Knox would be like sleeping in the bassinet, just fine next to the bed. 
And I would wake up in a like, oh, where is he? Like, where did I stick him? And I would be like looking under the covers and under the pillow. <laughs> yeah, the and, dra- that night panic yeah, that like, you don't where, know where the baby where went. Where is he? Oh, he's in his bed. Oh, right. Just where I put him. Right there in that place. I did that not that long ago with Moses with when he, I had put him down for a nap and didn't remember putting him down for a nap. So he was asleep <laughs> and I'm like yelling through the house like, like, Moses, say what mom? I'm like, Moses. Did you wake Respond him up? Respond immediately. <laughs> I'm like upstairs, downstairs, out the front door. Like, no, I didn't wake him up. But when I... I went in to double check in the room and he's like in his crib <laughs> napping. <laughs> I was like, that tells you I am doing too many things on autopilot. Yeah, and I put him yeah. down, did not recognize I had done that thing. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, my word. Mm-hmm. So, so, other than great anecdotes yeah, about travel. Anecdotes from the past. No, <laughs> what should we talk about? I had something that I thought of. Somebody asked um, talk about. Somebody asked. I have a thought. I really want to turn the heater on, but it makes a weird noise. Turn your seat heater on. It's on. I'm roaring my seat heater right now. Well, somebody asked us to talk about feeding large groups. And Mm. I talked to somebody else today about what I think would make a hilarious book. Although I'm not, not serious, but called The Devil Hates Hospitality. (laughs) And the reason is because I can think of no... Well, hospitality just stands alone in the field of most likely to provoke you over incredibly petty things. Oh, for sure. Like, it is a real standout in that mm-hmm. regard. And I think mm-hmm. it's because it takes so much of a personal effort and output uh-huh. that the littlest thoughtless things seem monumental. Yeah. And so, uh, one of the things that I've always thought is hilarious, so mom has, and mom is very hospitable. She does a lot of hospitality. She has her bathroom drawer of hospitality. You know that one, right? I do not know what you mean. See, there's the weird noise. I tried to risk it, guys. (laughs) Turned on the heater. Maybe it will subside. We're just going to ride it out. Tell me about... I think that's unseemly (laughs) noise-making. Fine. I'll turn Turn it it back off. Um, It'll take a minute. Mom's hospitality bathroom drawer. What are we talking about? Her top drawer in her bathroom. Really? Is full. That's where she always kept the paddles when we had small yeah. children. Yeah, it's still in there. There's still one in there. And then um, hair bands, like tweezers, hand lotion, band-aids. Hmm. Uh, it's a constantly expanding drawer of hospitality. And But the basis of this drawer of hospitality is things that guests ask you for at inopportune moments. Uh-huh, right because, as you're whipping no, the cream. It is like when you're when you're clearly can't see past the sauce no. that's almost spoiling and you're yeah, in an yeah. incredible sweat and a fever. And your glasses Someone, have fogged up. Yes, and, and possibly <laughs> you are like trying to not spit in the sauce. Somebody <laughs> somebody then will come up to you and they will say at that time, My toes bleeding. <laughs> Do you have a band-aid? <laughs> And you're like, do I look like a person who has a band-aid? <laughs> what about this signaled preparedness to you? What are you thinking? Or oh, or you're it. in the final throes of like draining the pasta uh-huh. and someone uh-huh. will be like, did you know there's not a hand towel in your bathroom? <laughs> Where's the like, soap? Uh, it's just, it just creates all these spectacular yeah. moments. Uh-huh. The other ones that you don't know. And and the thing is, is that it, people can be incredibly annoying oh. at that time because they're being absolutely not bad at all and totally cheerful oh, yeah. and friendly and mm-hmm. not... They just... The only thing they're not doing is being you. Yeah. And it's the only offense. There's no... Nothing. So if you've been working all day to like get your house together and you frantically run to the grocery store and you burn your way home and you're making bread and something goes wrong and you solve the problem and you're doing this and you're like, you're like, I'm putting so much of myself into this. And then someone will undoubtedly come in and be like, oh, I'm so tired. Yeah. And you're like, well, (laughs) if if you think you're tired... (laughs) You, you should imagine what I feel like. 
lot to do. And yeah. the reason that I said the devil hates hospitality is that it's amazing what little petty seeds can actually destroy something really oh, yeah. big and wonderful that's happening oh, in yeah. hospitality. And it is one of the most amazingly, it's a petty field of... But it's also an incredibly effective Hospitality is an incredibly effective field. You can see why but the no, devil hates it. No, but and but he gets so much traction with let the little throw, deeds. Let the, me like, throw some sand in your gears. Yeah, like like yeah. someone could just come in with a wet leaf stuck to their foot, and it could put you <laughs> off your cheese. Do you know what I mean? Well, like, it's like you. Hopefully, you're not the kind I'm of person. I'm sounding like a terribly petty no, but hostess, and I'm actually not. But hopefully, I mean, you're not the kind of person that will lose the bubble over a floor that needs to be swept. But even if you're not that person, mm. at the right moment in the midst of hospitality, oh, you, you you could, could get tempted. There. You could you get could there. Be and, and someone, like, I confession, we had parish group at our house tonight. And when, in the course of the day, I was getting ready for it, I chose to not mop. Mm-hmm. I was like, our house needs to be mopped. I'll mop it after this, yeah. not before this. I did sweep it and yeah. vacuum, but uh-huh. I was like, you know what? Actually, it's probably going to get worse, yeah. so let's not worry yeah. about it. And that is, you know, it's better to not be acting like this is your pristine canvas that you were not hoping no. people and would the, use. The whole point of hospitality, it should be, the point should be to welcome people into your home, not to set up a parade for them to watch from a distance. No, and and that's the that's the point is that what you're welcoming is all the little disruptions. Like yeah. the whole point is is like the Herodotus Herodotus saying that the distractions are the points. Yes. He didn't say that, but the distractions in yeah. Herodotus is the point yeah, of Herodotus. Exactly. Uh-huh. And sometimes people will read that and complain mm-hmm. that he didn't stick to the mission. Yeah. And that is the thing about hospitality is that the powerful the powerful work that goes on there is you being sacrificial in spite of people being annoying and not yeah. on time and doing things wrong and mm-hmm. and requesting something else to eat and bringing friends without telling you bringing someone or my one of my favorites about various food sensitivities is that they almost always mean that you're allergic to the filler food yeah, <laughs> it's like universally the thing that the hostess chose in the hopes that you would mostly eat. That uh, is the thing that uh-huh. you're like, I can't. Sorry, just the goat cheese and avocado for me. <laughs> you're like, no, you can't eat that. It's garnish. <laughs> that's that's my expensive garnish. So, talking go back about to the rice. people feeding big groups of people. Um, we've had actually a number of questions about this of like tips for doing it. Okay, big. yeah. So. What are your tips for big? You always and so okay. I think you've said this on various podcasts. Once you hit, and I think 50, you're, but see, I think 40. your number has changed. I think sometimes you say forty, and sometimes you say well, 50. it. Kind of depends on what it is, because I would say that forty for like soup is not the same as like forty. Forty for, for soup is great if like I this summer bought a jumbo pot, like really big pot. Fabulous, yeah, you but can just but I mean that's and not then it's just that's not out of simple. control in the same no, way as very like simple. forty for like meatloaf. It would become a bit more of it an would event. Be terrible. It terrible would become stuff. or forty for a homemade ravioli would be a crisis. <laughs> I remember one of my early lessons of hospitality was homemade ravioli. Well, ravioli is really hard to get more than three to turn out yeah, nicely. But I made I made ravioli mm-hmm. and I put my heart and soul into that ravioli mm-hmm. and they were delicious. Yeah. They were truly well, excellent. They can be amazing. They were truly excellent ravioli. And yeah. then you sit down and because they were good, you see people stabbing three of them on a fork at oh. one time mm-hmm. and you're like, put that back <laughs> That's savor, also a garnish. Savor your bites. <laughs> Don't stuff them well, all in you know there. What? That's another thing. Speaking of petty things is how fast you could like you can spend all day on something and then it's gone it's gone in no time it's mm-hmm. gone i told someone i was talking to someone who said that that she just doesn't love cooking because you put all this love into it and then it's just over it's like there's no yeah. lasting memory of it and i was like no i don't think that you know those pictures the pictures that are made out of a zillion pictures do you know no. what I'm talking about? Yeah, you do. They're like always in ads. It's just, it's like a collage of tiny pictures that makes up okay. the one big picture. Oh, sure. Fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, that's, that's the kind of art 
yeah. that hospitality is. It's not it's not any one moment was a big performance. It's yeah. that through a lifetime I hope God does something beautiful with this. Like I, it's uh-huh. not about this moment has to be right. incredible or this moment. It's like no it's just faithfully giving him more different colors to put in a big thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, this yeah. is just more, this is more offering of the same thing. Right. But I'm hoping that by the end of my life, there's so many of it yeah. that it will make something yeah. really beautiful. So, okay, in terms of just practical tips on feeding big groups. Okay, so soup is the one that you and I have been doing with big groups lately. Because it's very straightforward. I made straightforward. not quite enough chili tonight. But <laughs> as far as Actually, like, or right on the dot, which makes you feel like not enough. It's tricky because um, for our soup night where we have um, a bunch of freshmen come every week, I am doing paper goods right now because I just want it to be manageable in my life. And because I'm teaching full time and because I have five kids and because I have a house being renovated and everything. It's just like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to feel obliged to have that many dishes every time or if I did do that like if I set the bar too high I think what would just happen is it would never happen because I would never be able to fit that in but at the same time when you are going to do paper goods there's ways of doing it where it's cute and cheery and fun even though it's disposable and so mine wasn't cute tonight because I ran out of the bowls then you get a demerit um, but, Points off for tonight. But the I didn't is, mop, you can and I did do, not have cute bowls. You can do paper stuff, and you can have it be throwawayable, and still have it be kind of cheery and inviting. And so the oh, way totally. I have been doing it lately, which I love because it's very efficient, and I totally ripped off your idea. Mm. Is so um, put a footnote in there, listeners. Yeah, it was Rachel's first. Um, <laughs> The it's like though. I don't think we ever used to do this, but we had friends who was like, "You can borrow my sweater, but if anyone says it's cute, you, you have, have to, to tell, tell them, them it's mine." mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so good because what happens oh, if man. every time you wore it, no one said anything? Yeah, exactly. But anyway, uh, this was Rachel's idea, um, but. At the restaurant supply store that we have spoken well of in the past, URM Cash and Carry, <laughs> there's the little it smells um, so weird in there. like little red plastic diner baskets, and they're mm-hmm. kind of like Funky Town, but they're also they're just like what you would get, like yeah, like fish, fish and, and chips, and yeah. Fish and- <laughs> And yeah. hockey sticks, maybe. <laughs> or pretzel sticks. <laughs> cheese sticks. There's so, so many whole sticks. New thing, fish you and have cheese a is selection always... of sticks. I'm just on a roll now. <laughs> but anyway, um, but they are kind of like funky retro little things. You know, they're very sort of Americana. They stack. Are yours oval? Mine are oval flat bottom, though. Yeah, mine should be. I need to work on my <coughs> bean. My I have round ones, which I like. I was looking for round, but they just had the oval. And they're yeah. so and then I grabbed a box of nine million little wax paper squares that are already pre cut and so you just pull out the I wax have paper red square. Check ones and plain oh, ones. So you're even fancy. Variation. But it's can be like really just <laughs> kinda cute. And so then I just stack up all of the baskets with the parchment in it, and then I got little soup cups that are like, like um, paper hot cups. I couldn't find those there. I need, yeah, they we have need them. to go together and find yeah. them. I've been buying the styrofoam bowls because I couldn't find. No, I've got the cute but paper the ones, but they're they're shaped like a cup, not like a bowl. So it's like um, it takes up less room in the little tray, but it also is slightly more attractive than just a wonky paper bowl. The styrofoam ones that I buy are like short and squatty. They probably hold like a cup and a half, but they're like rounded, and they're not adorable by themselves. But they look plenty cute and fine in the yeah. Mine have been great, and I think they're twelve ounces maybe. And yeah. people can come back through. But the other thing that's nice is it does it limits the it limits supply the first, and the, yeah, you the can't first actually round. fit that much in it. So when I put the soup bowl in the basket. There's room on the side to put bread or a little bit of something else, but not a ton. Like, you can yeah. fit stuff in there. So, I just kind of set it up where they come around the table, and there's a stack of the baskets, 
and um, the cups. So they grab a cup, and then I have a giant cutting board that I put all the homemade bread on and a bread knife, and I kind of slice up a few loaves, and I leave the others, and they can kind of cut themselves bread, and I do a big bowl of honey butter, and then, um, you know, a stack of napkins, and then, like I said, the giant one pot. And I've been trying to find recipes for soup that are like goat cheese that goes on the bread too oh that's fun but yeah but i am dealing with you never know what people will like i have some people honey butter is universal though yeah it's pretty good it's pretty but sometimes it doesn't really well it doesn't like if you're going to be dipping your bread in your soup you might not want honey butter but i do that a lot i do honey butter a lot too yeah so But, but the thing is you can actually make it like cheery and and cute and the, inviting. The benefit of the baskets is that it makes it humanly possible to sit and hold because you can put your fingers through the holes in the basket very easily. Yeah. And you, it's just an easy to hold item, so you can actually sit anywhere in the house or stand and still be holding and your soup like and your bread. And you're not wandering around with a paper bowl like you yeah, actually no, have you, a and little. There's, and if you put a paper bowl on a paper plate, then you have a real wobble. Yeah. This is a much more gripped situation. Yeah. So that's what we do. And when we have, when we're having like with parish group, most of the time, I didn't do this tonight. Man, all the sli- all the ways I slacked are coming out right yeah, now. Yeah. I'm glad we could. Uh, I get to buy a big roll of freezer paper and roll it down the middle of the table and put little cups of crayons down the table. Oh, that's sweet. So that there's kids. the kids, ta- the kids can sit down and uh-huh. do that. That's kind of a. You know, yeah, that's fine. something that we do if I set the tables. But I just mean like you can do. I always feel like sometimes the paper route can just be really demoralizing and like seems like a sad potluck. Yes, there are ways to make it still seem yeah, thought of. Thought, yeah, like thought someone of and... still took time over this, even uh-huh. though I actually bought a big metal garbage can. Oh, that, I have that one too. I bring Huge in, one. but I bring mm-hmm. it in from the garage only yeah. for this. I put it at the end of the buffet. Oh, I a just big bring it out can. of my kitchen. <laughs> yeah, but I don't have that in my kitchen. So I bring it in the buffet so that when people, so there's an easy way to like get uh-huh. rid of all of your extra. Everybody you know, can just drop it in, stack their plastic things at the end. And it's no big deal. The cleanup is not yeah, that big a deal. Cleanup is nice. But so that's, that's what we do for soup nights. So, and that's like a super But the casual, reason both of us are do that. Is because it's regular. It's achievable and it's a regular thing yeah. to do. And, and, and it's like a weeknight kind of thing. It's not what I would do if I was going to have a party for a bunch no, of No, the reason we do it, we try to do it soup night for our parish group is because you have stuff you have to do with kids in the evening. Like they may have yeah. homework or they have something. So we wanted to have our parish group not be conflicting with your regular yeah. evening at home. So right. we moved it up to dinner time so that it would actually maybe make your life easier in some ways. Uh-huh. Like, oh, I uh-huh. don't have to make dinner tonight. Yeah. And we tonight just do a made, study Tonight thing, I made so. those pumpkin whoopie pies. I made those the other night. Yeah. Those are delicious. With And I think what makes those so good is all the cardamom in them. The cardamom makes I them. didn't have cardamom. And so... So yours were not delicious. They were not as delicious. <laughs> the cardamom just brings that something It really does. It. it really does. I was but, out of nutmeg tonight, so... Yeah, I ran out too. I had only cinnamon in mine. They were kind of not as good as normal, mm. but... The one thing I did do is I just splashed out and bought one of those cookie scoops with the little hand release because mm-hmm. the pumpkin whoopie pies, which you don't now, have to talk me into that. I have three of those. Now that we're going to progressing t- sizes, yeah, I know I have a big one, but it's it's not a it's more like a mashed potato scoop, not a right. cookie scoop. Right. But um, the thing is, is if you just do teaspoons, those things they do not spread out and even in the oven, they stay lumpy. So it's like they grow a little bit, but they stay in weird wonky shapes. Um, you know, like a chocolate chip uh-huh. cookie just kind of evens itself out, and these don't. So because you're putting them together and making them cute, right. I was like, I just need to buy the little scoop, and that will be easier. Uh, yeah, I did it because it enabled, when I have the smaller scoop, if I'm doing it for more people, I make them small. Yeah. So you can make more. So, yeah. so things that I would say about cooking for a big group of people. One thing is... Aside from soup night, that not do it. We've covered it. We've, we've covered, covered soup. We've night. covered the waterfront on soup night, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so the thing that I would do on on other things is is cook often, thinking of it like food that you like normally in your own home. Mm-hmm. Just think like, oh, I could do that. Sure. Sometime or this or how could I change this to be a more feasible thing or how yeah. could I um because you don't you're not gonna like switch over to a new 
style of eating. It's a little different when we have a lot more people, but I, you still want to do food that you like. And Mm -hmm. that's a problem because most of the time people just opt for whatever monster crockpot events you could do or whatever you could do that would just be one giant bag of frozen hash browns. Oh, and it's like, don't do that. The thing is, (coughs) I believe, I believe about food. Actually, I believe it about a lot of things, and I think I've said it on the podcast about other things. Probably. Is that some things someone has to love you for you to get it. Yeah. And apple strudel feels like that to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a fun thing. It's not that hard of a thing to make, but you either have to do it yourself or someone loves you. Yeah. Like, well, for homemade apple strudel. But there's a lot of things like that, and the the hospitality of someone bothering to cut up a bunch of vegetables Yep. means someone loved you. Like, yeah. it just means that there's no... It wasn't worth their time to do that. It wasn't worth... You know, like, if you just go buy a big pallet of something that was already made at Costco, you're still... I'm not trying to minimize... I'm not no, trying to say you're not being hospitable. Real, I've yeah. done that. It's part of what I said earlier about the picture of everything. It's just yeah. that, is that there's something... Sometimes, I think, well, there's... Sometimes I just go with the easiest, most practical... Sometimes I'm intentionally doing something that's not practical or easy. But also, I think there's a real kind of puzzle about it that I kind of enjoy that part where it's like... The mood? If you think... Well, try to channel the mood? Yeah, you try and channel the mood, but mostly I mean like, okay, this has four super weird challenges that I need to get over. How am I going to put together a menu that will accommodate all of those challenges? So, on my last thing that I was doing... Um, last week with the banquet, it's like, and no kitchen. That's my first challenge. Um, but it's sort of like any mediocre designer could design a beautiful room if there was no restraint on what they were allowed to do. You know, it's like you have whatever budget you want. Mm -hmm. You can make the room look however you want. You can build it to your specs. Well, anybody can make that look pretty. No, like if you don't have a budget, <laughs> there's no budget. If there's no but budget, yeah. but you're gonna feed a lot of people. Well, then. You- but it's kind of like with a designer. It's like what makes a great designer is when it's like this is a weird shape room. The fireplace is in the wrong place, and you have way too small of a budget, and you still made now it seem go. homey. <laughs> yeah, and so that's where I feel like um, cha- the challenge is what can create the really successful moments and. And I think that it's easy to just subside into the crock pot again because, well... Well, we that's shouldn't just... even talk about that because neither of us are good at a crock pot. No. Mm, there's some things I love about a crock pot, but very few. But anyway... It's such a limited release But there's product. a kind of... There's a kind of... You know, it just feels like, oh, well, this is the thing I've figured out how to do. Whereas it's like, well, just stretch out a little bit and, and see the, if you can come up with something hand, else. In my early days of hospitality, I was so opposed to that, just the normal things. That, like, oh, I yeah. had an opposition to Texas sheet cake. Yeah, and we've yet, talked about your hot dog journeys. Yeah, but then it, but then now I do that in a different way because uh-huh. it is deliberate love uh-huh. for people who but, love it. But I just mean, like, okay, so I've done dinners for maybe 70 before where you're trying to think, how can I make it seem like it's a, actually a fun... You mean, like, like, somewhere else or in your house? No, this would be like yeah, at a different somewhere else, at a different place. Where where you're trying to make it feel feel like okay, they just got a fun dinner, like something that I think forty would be is probably the most I've had for like a nice dinner in my house. Well, this wasn't in my house, but I've done I know, it a couple I just times. Was picking, that. but I was it's like saying, yeah. I like for one of them, I ended up doing um, a bunch of pork tenderloins. Because you can do make one big batch of rub, rub all the tenderloins. You can roast a ton of them in the oven all together, get yeah. them through fairly quickly, and then slice them and did little sliders. And we did like an apple slaw yeah, and a bacon good. jam to put on it. Um, so like just and then people feel like they're getting something interesting and not totally normal, but at the same time. It was really easy prep because you can make a yes. huge vat of That's the apple That's what I slot. meant by, like, take notes on your own cooking. Because sometimes sometimes something that ought to be really simple does not scale well. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. you're like, this is actually not a hard thing to make, but it is. Pasta is virtually impossible unless you have, like, an industrial kitchen. Really weird tip about pasta. Oh, yeah, I have this. But still, you have to have way too much water boiling at the same time if you're trying to feed 50 no, or 70 still a people. weird tip. And I don't do it. 
I'm still telling you. The world okay. is full of these weird tricksy messes. Yeah. Freezer bags, Ziploc freezer bags, uh-huh. do not melt. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they do at some point. <laughs> but you broil can broil those things. Broil them. <laughs> you no, can boil. You them. can boil them. So if you put them in a, if you, some people will do this where you pre-make pasta. Or rice, and if you put it in those, you can drop the bag into mm-hmm. boiling water to heat it yeah. up again. I don't do this, though, because you have guests that have toes that are bleeding, and the last thing I want to be doing <laughs> is fishing freezer bags out of a pot of boiling water. No, but also, like, for that many people, pasta is not a practical solution. No, it's hard to keep it hot. It's, it's hard, hard to, to keep, keep it hot. It, it's hard um, to keep it fresh. It's hard to have it not all glued together into a giant lump. It's like it, yeah, but it is a good filler food, so it might be worth the fight because sometimes well, you can if or, you do like angel hair pasta. So if you have a straining basket in the boiling water, so that you can drop pasta, but you'd have to do multiple batches. Yes, and you have to know that. But you're you could be, do something like an orzo salad where you cook it all in advance and then serve then, it cold, right. and that's gorgeous. Or you could reheat it. But the the thing the thing that I. Um, try to do is just pay attention when you're making stuff. Like, if you're, like, if you see a recipe that looks like you would like it, make it. Like, like Mm -hmm. keep practicing and expanding. Because sometimes you make something, and what happens most often to us is that I make something that we then like enough that we want to share it with people. Like, that we're like, oh, we should find a time when this should be on the menu. So you guys did that one, uh, well, you did it a few times, that great great big dinner where you just invited, like, everyone to come. Yeah, the Christmas dinner. And that was a bunch of shredded pork and... What all did you do that? A really yummy homemade queso mexi, sauce. We did a Mexi mashup. Buff, like, it was... With, like, rice it. and beans so and... we did a Christmas dinner for... Everyone in the town. A couple years. Yeah, we rented a space and then what we did is we emailed out the invite to everyone as a printable invite. So our idea was just invite your neighbors, invite people that, you know, it was like a weeknight dinner. It was not, it was just a, you know... Um, oh my word! Invite God. people, bring people. We I turned some. We turned tables. We had some priceless times at that because we that had a lot insane. of the. One of the fun things about that was that I read in a book. I think Tim Chester Meal with Jesus, right? Is that what it's called? Um, he wrote a thing in there that he uh, said that Christians are typically really good at feeding the poor and bad at eating with them. Oh yeah. And and so what we did was come it was a real mix and mash of all classes of people, but yeah. we had the down and outer contingency. And they, it was very cute because some of them showed up both years early and it was like open doors, open um it was not like but some came like with their invitations to like prove yeah. that they had yeah. been invited. We were yeah. like, No, you're totally welcome coming in. But there were some just <laughs> priceless. There were a few of them that you could tell were well accustomed to a food line. Yeah. And they demanded service. Surly. They were surly. They demanded a certain level of service. I was from like, food I line. was like slopping out rice for you, like out of. Yeah. And, and I was saying, You were schlepping rice I for me. I was dishing it, and, and one guy was like, I need more rice than this. Oh, my word. So funny. Yeah. No, and then coming. And we're like, we're making. And said it was taking too long to get the next batch. Yeah, he was like, why is your rice not faster? And we're like, (laughs) maybe you're at a free dinner. Then he he suggested (laughs) to me rice (laughs) aroni. So good. So, and there was some real, there was some amazing, there was one guy that thought he was having his last day on the outside. He thought he was going to jail tomorrow. And he was filling all of his pockets in his cargo pants up with cookies. He didn't end up having to go to no, jail. No, but he was ready. It was a good news time for him. But the, it, yeah, it was just. But the menu. It seemed like an epic thing to be stuffing your the cargo pants. The menu was a giant pot of rice. Oh, yeah. So the menu was, I made like a, I think it was just regular white rice, wasn't it? Sometimes yeah. when I make it at home, I do it with a little bit of cumin or something in the rice. But this was, was more rice. of a mass produced ricing operation. Yeah. <laughs> this is where I bought my, why I bought the restaurant rice cooker. Yeah. The one that I used last Are we night. Going overtime because I feel like this is I feel like we might be sailing well we're getting close okay so um I and then we made I made like a black beans that was just 
I mean, it's not complicated. It was black beans with onion and garlic and some tomato paste and oregano and, I don't know, salt. I can't think of anything else that was in there. Yeah. Cumin. A little bit of cumin. Um, so they're just seasoned black beans. And then pork that was a, a Mexi pork. But see, that's a good one because you can cook it in advance and you can shred it all. It reheats really well. Pork, and then pork you can, does a good job yeah. at that. So they heat it in roast ovens or something. We had it in in big. We had it in when well, no, actually we had it in about a billion containers because it, I feel like we had like eighty pounds of pork or yeah, so it's a lot of pork. I don't remember. And then we do the toppings. So the top, it's kind of like a build your own burrito situation because we have yeah, and we got those. You got those. Really cool little paper. Oh yeah, like the little fry boat kinds yeah, of things, like but the bigger ones, little a, boat shaped. Yeah. Things. So you go through, and then you get the. So the theory is you get rice, and then beans, and then pork, and then we did like a queso sauce, and we had Mexi cheese, and we had chips. My favorite is that angel hair cabbage slaw, it's squeezed lime, and a little bit of salt and cilantro on it. Mm-hmm. So it's like a very. Um, Fresh and, and then avocado, tomatoes, olives, cilantro, green onions, maybe pickled red onions. I feel like whatever we thought of olives got on probably. the buffet. Yeah, and then we ran out of stuff. And then we avocados, just, I think we sour had cream. The queso sauce yeah. I make is like only the classiest queso sauce. I just made it up, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But she calls it classy queso. My classy queso. <laughs> my queso class act um, it's just like b- uh, butter and flour roux and then add milk and I throw in green chilies like the can mm-hmm. of mild green chilies and then when it is thick it's like some salt and pepper and then I put a little bit of Velveeta that like it, other cheeses like a Mexi Jack kind of cheese is way too stringy and, and it, grainy it, yeah and it, it so I put it in it I put but I put cumin in it salt pepper green chilies and then at the at the very end I throw in a little handful of the Mexi cheese so it's not just the Velveeta right. I don't put that much Velveeta in it it's like just a cheese it's good mm-hmm. and it then, is it's really good so what you end up with is the options are to have a very hearty cheesy filling operation yeah. with tortilla chips. And then squeezing lime over the top squeezing, of it. It's or amazing. you can do the like avocado and cabbage yeah. slaw and lime yeah. and like a much brighter yeah. tomato. You know. And so I just feel like that's that's one that is a really fun dinner for a, you but that was you fed what 400 people? Probably. I We turned tables at that event. It was It's really it a fun, fun way to do it. And it does feel incredibly that one that one was a direct out cropping of an event we did at a park that just it wasn't really an event it was our son was doing rugby and every time we would go to rugby it was like in this fall kind of weather where it was getting really cold at dinner time and I would bring dinner and it kept happening that we were like eating dinner when people would be like ah you brought dinner you know I have to go home and make something and so I, I don't remember if it was the last time it was like I'll just make a big pot of chili and bring it Mm-hmm. Like, and we invited people to eat with us. Well, because we had like pumpkin cake and chili and baked potatoes and stuff all at yeah. the park with this group of people, it was this whole, this little group of high school kids who obviously nobody cared where they were. They were obviously so yeah. sad. Kind of came out of the woodwork to do the like, that smells really good. You know, like yeah. that. And we were like, come get some. And, and they did, but it also just really struck me. I don't remember. At the, at the time, it just seemed like, oh, well, if you want to know where the contingency of of teen pregnancies in Moscow is, this <laughs> is it. The high school kids who are hanging out. Like, nobody cares where they are. It's dinner yeah. time. They didn't, it's like cold and they didn't have coats. You know, yeah. it was a very sad and neglected yeah. little group of muffins. And it, that was a time to me that was just like, food is important. Yep. Like, having something that you're like, eat this, join us, sit down, talk with us. And yeah. and so that was why we, um, that was what the next couple of years we did the Christmas dinner. I like yeah. to go back to doing it. Our kids love it. But I we, think it was you got morning sick the next year. and Something went off yeah. the rails with the... But we should wrap this thing up because we're talking for... For too periods. many food times. Yeah, we we've covered. Everybody, the you gamut. know what we just did though? 
We what? posted our last episode, or Gemma did that. Guys, and then it's on every, Facebook. But then everyone unanimously was like, why, why don't they ever give a link to the recipe? I know. So what we but just did. diligent souls found the links and posted because them. Because they're better than we are. Yeah, They're just they better are. than us. But the thing is, our listeners are better than us. But the thing is, is that what we just did was touch on about 47 47 ones, which we'll never remember now what we said about I it. I can share the pumpkin whoopie pies. We could do that. Yeah. And then we talked, you talked about that pork tenderloin and apple slaw thing. Oh, yeah, that's you a good share one. share that one. That's good. And then. Then again, I'm leaving My whole Mexi Shazam is unrecipied. Well, recipe it up and share it. Come on now. I might be able to. It's a do handy it. one. One thing that you'll notice is around the holidays, people love something that's not automatically overly hearty. It's not all cream cheese. Yeah. Yes, like people love no the fact that it's like a choose your own level of intensity. And there's cabbage and lime on top. It's, yeah, yeah, but and it just gives you an opportunity to not eat too much cheese mm-hmm. or to eat cheese if you wanted it. Yeah, it's and it's just different. I think it's just a happy. Day. So, that's your Christmas tip. Invite the town to dinner and feed them pork. My Christmas tip is definitely that. I, <laughs> I feed them pork. <laughs> uh, I man, what's your Christmas tip gonna be? I don't know. I can't think of these things because we never pause in advance. I have a Christmas to tip. discuss. I have what? one that's not pork. Okay, if you if you're willing to come with me to unporky territory. Okay, well it's hard, but if maybe. you shop on Amazon, I shop upon Amazon and put things in my save for later cart uh-huh. for Christmas. Yeah. So when I see something and I'm like, oh, that could be cute for so-and-so, I throw it in my cart and hit save for later. But this, if it's in your cart instead of like on a list or something, then what happens is that when you go to your cart, it will tell you if the price has changed. And every Mm -hmm. once in a while, it'll be like, update, something dropped in its price or whatever. And so you can just move it it to your cart and buy it. And you say, curses. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just ignore those. It means nothing (laughs) to me. But then, but then the... When I do start actually ordering things from Amazon, I have that. I Did I already say this? I feel like I might have. I have the firm policy of wrap when they come. Mm. Wrap. If it you're going to. When you, you open the box, wrap the gift. Yeah. That's yeah. my policy. That's a good, that's a good policy. Um, like, don't open the box if you're not prepared to okay, wrap. Okay, I have a tip. But this is, this is not unique to me. I heard it somewhere, and I can't give credit because I don't remember who said it. Well, if people say it's cute, you have to say that. I'll see. Rachel thought of it. <laughs> Rachel thought of it. Um, so, somebody <laughs> said. <That's> straw. <laughs> Pardon, guys. I'm going to turn the heater on now that you're just uh-huh. being loud over there. Background um, noise. <laughs> um, no, somebody said. That their little thing for their kids when they were shopping was something they want, something they need, something to wear, something to read. Oh, I love, I think that was and Betsy. Betsy Becker said that. Was that? No. Shout out to not, Betsy Becker. Well, I didn't hear it from Betsy. Maybe I heard it from, I don't know where I heard it. But anyway, I thought it's possible it came that to I me saw Betsy. I thought Betsy that. said it and maybe she credited it. I don't know. I can't remember. But it's a good idea. It doesn't matter. It's a good idea. Maybe Betsy thought of it and and she copyrighted it. But (laughs) I'm not trying to steal the idea. I'm just saying I love that because I branch out further than that. But it gives you a great place to start Uh with like, and especially the something to wear, something to read thing. For whatever reason, that's helpful for me to be like, okay, I need to pick out a fun book Uh for everyone. Uh Not just what is... You know, I still need to fill in a gift for him. Maybe I'll what would maybe I'll be? try and find a no, book. No, that's the trouble with the constant, the constant. Um, it's the cutting bangs of Christmas shopping. It's the worst. Where you like got a little too short over here. Better trim over there. Oh, yep. gotta gotta go Uneven back and again. trim the other side. Nope, trim the other side. And, and then you find your pretty soon, buying weird things you nobody wanted just to <laughs> make the soon, numbers even. You are buying something on clearance at somewhere like Hastings. Just, <laughs> just, just, just because. So that you just can. Because, and there's some part of me that enjoys the randomness of gift shopping when you can't. I there's some I just love the humanity of it all. I love mm-hmm. the fruitlessness of it. I'm really excited about my gift ideas this year, but I can't talk about them because my daughters listen to this podcast. Uh-huh. So well, I see, cannot one tell thing you. I love is being in the grocery store aisle 
with people who are buying holiday foods, like around the mm-hmm. weekend of it, like before yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Get a thrill out of this, people. Go to the grocery store and actually enjoy how many of the dishes you recognize in other people's carts. Yes. Like yeah. you're like, oh, those people do the Jello salad. Yeah. These it's people always, are mm. doing the French's. Some oh, seems like everyone thing. does that, but we never we made never that did. onto the path. No, we yeah. never did. And at one time I was at Winco and there was a whole group. It was like the night before Thanksgiving and there was like four big men in all camo. Like, <laughs> like they had it, they had rumbled like, in from the mountain. <laughs> like Duck Dynasty has arrived. <laughs> yeah. They'd come in from the mountain or from some far-flung place. Yeah. And they were standing and hashing it out about which stuffing box to buy. Like stovetop. <laughs> like the varieties amongst the stovetop. Yeah. Uh-huh. And... It was that kind of thing blesses me so much. Uh-huh. Like these, like we must have stuffing. Uh-huh. We will wear our camo suits to town <laughs> to get a box of stuff. Probably top. on our four wheelers. Probably, I thought. Anyway, they must have but been. we should stop talking. Yeah, but you Look. didn't finish saying your. Oh, we're getting longer and longer. This is winded. bad. Look, we're over fifty again. Everyone's gonna hate us. We've gotta stop. <laughs> <laughs> also, we got to stop because we're fresh out of Christmas and, tips. And I have to get up at 3 in the morning, and I still haven't packed. It's basically 3 in the morning already. It's already 3. So I'm when you get up, leave. when you get up, take a nap of seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> and then try and find someone unsuitable on the plane. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no! College thanks you for listening.